Okay, you see, sometimes we forget that the Lord is worthy to be praised. Okay, so we're going to now give him praise. Amen? One, two, three. Let's give him praise in this place. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you. Please do take your seats. You know, over the last few weeks, we've been uh, continuing our series about drawing near to God and uh, some of uh, the spiritual disciplines we've been looking at over a period of time as uh, we've been continuing our journey over these weeks. And today, we are looking at the topic, God time. God time. Uh, and I've put a, a little subtitle in there, In Pursuit of His Presence. In Pursuit of his presence earlier on this year it was a sunday morning um you know sometimes the drama only happens on a sunday morning when you're getting ready to come to church sunday morning getting ready to come to church and um i was just kind of coming out of of the bathroom uh, and then i had a shout from the kitchen you know kind of like you know the house is about to collapse kind of shout and so I dashed down to the kitchen and I immediately knew as I walked into the kitchen, Houston, we've got a situation. We've got a problem. Something has gone wrong. Uh, I looked outside and I could tell it wasn't raining outside, but there were floods happening in my kitchen. And you know when floods start, they start from, I guess, from the ground upwards. But uh, the floods were coming from up above. The heavens had opened up in my kitchen. And, uh, you know, at that point, I knew I did not need to be prophetic to know that there was something going on with my pipes. I did not need to be a plumber to say something has gone wrong with some pipe work somewhere in some place. Uh, and so I dashed upstairs and, you know, started to um, uh, try to figure out, you know, how to get to the floods to stop you know um at that point i thought where's noah when you need him you know and uh, i was trying to think and then i thought to myself you know i'm not a plumber i don't know what to do and i thought oh yes there is something called a stopcock hallelujah now the stopcock for those of you not know well versed in plumbing terms like i am the stopcock is the kind of little a uh, uh, tap thing, the screw thing that you do use to actually turn off the access to all the water, the water that flows into the house. And what you'll do if there's a problem, you go to the stopcock and you just simply turn off uh, the, 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 the water and presto, you solve the problem. And so I went, I remembered, yes, I remember uh, when they were doing up the kitchen that uh, where the stopcock was. And so I went, opened it up, um, and then I turned off the stopcock. And the flood ceased. And I said, praise the Lord. But there was another problem. See, the stopcock not only turned off the water to the broken pipe in the bathroom, but it turned off the water to every other pipe in the house. And so all of a sudden, I went from having loads of water to having no water at all. And uh, I realized that, well, you know, this is a problem that had to be fixed, called a, a plumber. And it's a long story. I'll call the long story short. Called a plumber out. Um, major damage had happened. Had to redo our bathroom and sort, sort it, go through insurance and sort it all out. 
Um, and the reason why I'm telling this story is because just a, a few days ago, probably over a week ago, I was talking to my son and, you know, he's talking about how sometimes he struggles to pray, how he struggles to, you know, have his devotional time, struggles to, to do that. And, um, and so uh, I started to say, well, you know, in some ways, um, talking to God or having that devotion to God is like having a pipe. You know, and uh, what we do when we come to pray and we come to have devotions, like, you know, we open up the flow of, of water and water just flows through the pipe and there's communication between us and God and, you know, stuff happens. And then he turned around to me and he goes, well, what happens when the pipe gets broken? And I thought, okay, I wasn't ready for that one. And so today, as we look at God time, I'd also want to address the question, what happens when the pipe gets broken? When the water starts going all over the place? The flow is not going in the direction that it should go in. And I pray that God will encourage and minister to our hearts today. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Because in the scriptures we find truth. We find truth that can change, truth that can transform truth that can build, truth that can bring us to that expected end that you've prepared for us. And so, Lord, we pray even as we touch on this subject this afternoon on God time, we pray that, Lord, you will minister your grace to us. We pray that, Lord, you will release, O oh God, a desire, a hunger to actually draw near to your presence, to know, O oh God, more of you, because in knowing more of you, we are changed. We are transformed through that process. We say, speak to our hearts now, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Now, I want to uh, share a story from the book of Luke as we look at this topic, God time, pursuing his presence. Uh, it's a passage of scripture that I know a lot of us probably are familiar with, and it's from Luke chapter 10. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 10, to Luke chapter 10. Pick it from verse 38, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sisters left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken from her. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken from her. You know, since every day presents a fresh opportunity for you and I to pursue a closer relationship with Jesus. And that's a good place to say amen. You see, because if you're thinking, you know, I'm not there yet, but today gives you an opportunity to grow. Tomorrow brings an even greater opportunity for you to grow. 
every day presents for us a fresh opportunity to grow and pursue our relationship with God. And the more of Jesus you have in your life, the better your life will be. It goes without saying. The more you know him, the more he transforms and changes and affects your life. And so don't just settle for uh, what you would describe as the occasional encounters. Don't just settle for, you know, just treading the water. Don't just allow yourself to experience him at ankle depth. His desire is for you to know him in an intimate, personal, deep, and meaningful way. And so I want to encourage you this afternoon as we go through some of the truths that we're going to look at in this passage, that you will grow in your desire to engage and encounter and spend time with God. That you will keep pursuing more and more and more and more of Jesus until he saturates your life with his presence. Amen? Jesus Christ speaking at the end of this passage commends Mary as he speaks to Martha. And I want to highlight those three things this afternoon that Jesus says about what she has done. The first he says is that this is needed. Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things, but this one thing is needed. It is absolutely needed, absolutely vital, absolutely essential. And he was speaking in the context of Mary sitting at his feet. He says, this one thing is needed. And then he goes on to say that it is a good part. It is a good part. This thing that is needed, it is good. And finally, he says, you know what? Not only is it needed, not only is it good, but it will not be taken away. It will not be taken away. You know, we could finish the sermon right there. This one thing is needed, it's good, and it will not be taken away. Away. But let's for a few moments explore these truths that Jesus shares with Martha. You see, fellowship with God is a tremendous privilege. Fellowship with God is a tremendous privilege. You and I have entered into a relationship with God that the Bible says that the prophets of old longed for. The desire to experience and see and enter into the things that you and I literally take for granted. They knew that there was so much more of God that they could experience and have and get hold of and they longed for it. But they could not. But you and I through the person of Jesus Christ have been given access to God. Access into his presence. And God's desire is that we make use of that access that we have. The writer to the Hebrews says, Seeing we have a great high priest who has passed on to the heavens, let us draw near with full assurance of faith. Let us draw near with full assurance, with full confidence, with the knowledge that 
This thing is needed. This thing is good. And this thing will not be taken away. You know, it's very easy to have a shallow relationship with someone. It's very easy. You can know someone's name, someone's age, where they live, but not really know them, not having connection with them, not having intimate, deep relationship with them. And we live in a world and an age where everything is instant. You know, you go to uh, McDonald's and you're in the queue for two minutes and you're getting irate because it's meant to be fast food. You know, you go, you go, you go to, 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 to Sainsbury's and there's a queue and you think, you know, well, I'm supposed to just, you know, just come through and go. And now there's drive-by everything. You know, pretty soon there'll be, you know, drive-by, but well, I think it does exist in the States, drive-by church. You know, you drive by, you stop for a moment, you get church and you drive on. We live in a day and an age where we want everything now, 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 now. We want it instant, instant coffee, instant potato. How's that? I saw it the other day and I was quite taken by that. You know, you just have a packet of powder, you put it, mix it, instant mashed potatoes. There. Do I have no peeling? Anyone hate peeling potatoes here? Okay, you're all so holy. You all love peeling potatoes. God bless you all. We want things instant. And there's nothing like fast fellowship. You don't have fast fellowship. Fast forward, all of a sudden, I don't know God. All of a sudden, I know God. No, 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 no. There is a price to pay. There is a journey that you and I have to go through. You see, the good thing is that God already knows you. And so we don't have to have ears and graces, I would say, when we come to him. You don't have to come and pretend to God. You see, God knows if you've messed up yesterday. God knows if you've done something wrong. You don't have to kind of come and pretend and be. God knows if you have something in your heart against someone. God knows that. You see, he knows you. And because he knows you, you can come to him with an open heart. Because you know what? It is needed and that's what jesus said to martha what is a need you see a need is something that you cannot do without you know we hear about the basic human need of clothing the basic human need of shelter the basic human need of food and god time is a basic spiritual need that you and i should be having god time is a need that you and i have because without god time we're not going to be able to know him to experience him to share of his presence and everything that comes with being in his presence jesus says spending time in his presence is needed it is needed you cannot do without it when we're born again we become children of god and because he's our father, we need to grow in our relationship with him. God is your father, and he knows you. He gave birth to you. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If any man is in Christ, he's what? He's a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. Who is behind that? God is behind that. And he wants to help you in this journey and relationship with him. Psalm 95 verse 2 says, let us come 
before his presence with thanksgiving let us shout joyfully to him with song let us come joyfully into his presence with thanksgiving let us come before him with song psalm 100 verse 2 serve the lord with gladness come before his presence with singing you see spending time in god's presence is not just some kind of good charismatic idea or discovery it's not the charismatics or the evangelicals or the pentecostal that discovered that spending time with god is a good thing you see spending time with god is as needful as breath itself you know you need to breathe turn to your neighbor and say you need to breathe yeah, just nudge them make sure they're breathing you need to breathe there's a song made popular by Michael W. Smith that says, this is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. Your holy presence living in me. And I'm desperate for you. God longs for us to spend time in his presence. Because he knows that just as breath itself, it is needful. Our number one ambition in our life should be about spending time in his presence. Paul says in Philippians 3.8, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Jesus Christ my lord john 17 3 now this is eternal life that i may know you that i may know you it is needful but then very quickly jesus goes on to say this one thing is needed but it's also good you see if spending time in god's presence wasn't good you wouldn't want to do it and sometimes the things that are good for you are not the things that taste the best okay any lovers of their greens here you need to be eating your greens okay my dad used to say green what's that that's for rabbits But you see, sometimes the things that are good for us might not necessarily be the things that taste the most palatable. But Jesus says it is good. It is good. You know, when you shut yourself away with God and you give yourself that time, and oftentimes it is the case that you might not feel like it, you might not want to do it, it doesn't come to you naturally that, oh, I want to do this and I want to spend time with God and just want to lose myself in his presence. But you know when you take that step of faith into that place and you just begin to allow yourself to enjoy him, all of a sudden you begin to experience something that is good, something that blesses you, something that touches your heart. And you're like, well, you know, I only want to pray for 10 minutes because that's probably about as much as I can get away with. And you start praying and 
half an hour later, you're still enjoying his presence. An hour later, you're still there. And you're thinking, Why, where did the time go? Because it is good. You know, when you are in his presence, it is a good thing. No one likes doing anything that isn't worthwhile. You don't want to do something that it isn't worthwhile. That's something that's not going to benefit you. Something that's not going to bless you. And that's what Jesus Christ was saying to, 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 to Martha. This is good. It is going to add something to you. Not only is it needed like breath, which we do without actually thinking about it, but it is needful and it is good. It is good to spend time with God. If there's anything that I want you to catch this afternoon, is this true, that it is good to spend time with God. It is good to spend time with God. It is good to come before Him, to open your hearts to Him, and to allow Him to have an intimate time with you. It is good. Being in His presence is good. I remember years ago, um, there used to be an ad um, which said, um, for those of you who drink beer, might remember this, it says, Heineken refreshes the parts other beers cannot reach. Anyone remember that ad? It's a few years back. A Heineken refreshes the parts other beers cannot reach. And uh, I used to have a t-shirt which was kind of a take on this whole kind of slogan, Heineken refreshes the parts or the beers cannot reach. And on that t-shirt you had um, kind of like the Heineken kind of thing, but it was done in the form of a book. And underneath it says, the Bible refreshes the parts or the books cannot reach. The Bible refreshes the parts or the books cannot reach. You know when you get into that space, God time, and you open up his word and you allow him to begin to speak to you. Refreshment can come that is good, that is satisfying. The psalmist says in Psalm 34, it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. He is good. How many of you can testify to God's goodness? Amen. Come on, let's give him praise for that. In Psalm 92 and verse 1, it says, It is good to give thanks to the Lord. It is good to sing praises to his name. Because in his presence, there is fullness of, there is fullness of joy. In his presence, there is joy. It is not some kind of painful thing that we have to go through. You see, if it was painful to be in God's presence, none of us would want to be in God's presence. And that's what Jesus was saying. You know, when Mary sat at his feet, Mary was enjoying it. She wasn't kind of thinking, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, why am I here? Why am I going through this? She was thinking, wow, this is awesome. This is fantastic. I'm sitting at the master's feet. I'm just drinking of his presence. It is good. And finally, he says to Martha, it will not be taken away. It will not be taken away. You see, God wants the water to keep flowing in the same way that I wanted the water to keep flowing in that pipe. And so I didn't just leave it, I had to fix it. 
I had to get a plumber in and get them to do the work and fix the pipe so that the water could keep flowing. So what do we do when the pipe is broken? We fix it because the water is still there wanting to flow through. It's not going to be taken away. Because I had a broken pipe, Thames Water didn't all of a sudden decide, well, I'm going to second, he's got a broken pipe. We're going to stop all the flow of water to his house. No, the water was still coming. It's just that I'd stopped it from flowing because there was a broken pipe. And until I fixed that pipe or got somebody to fix that pipe, the water couldn't flow. And you know, one of the things that blessed me as I read this passage and prepared for this message is the truth that is contained in the statement that Jesus Christ makes to Martha. It will not be taken away. Your access to God, it will not be taken away. God's capacity for you to come into his presence, it will not be taken away. You know why? Because it's not dependent on you. Your entrance into the courts of the Lord is not dependent on you, on how holy you might think you are, how spiritual you might think you are, how much of God's word, how much of, you know, a sinless life you've kept this week and therefore you have the right to come into God's presence. No, it's got absolutely nothing to do with you. But it's got everything to do with Jesus. This thing will not be taken away. The access... It will always be there. It will always be there. It's not going to be taken away. And I want to say to you, if that pipe is broken today, if that access has been blocked, God wants to fix it. Because he wants time with you. He wants you to come into his presence. He wants you to enjoy him in the way that he desires to enjoy you. You know, David is one of the people in the scripture that kind of really resonates with my heart. I know why David resonates with my heart. Because David was real. Now here is somebody who had huge flaws. He had huge flaws. But he never allowed his flaws. He never allowed his weaknesses. He never allowed his failures even to stop him from coming into the presence of the Lord. Never. Circumstances came his way, difficult ones. He made mistakes, huge mistakes. But that never stopped him from coming into God's presence. You see, saints, there's an enemy who would want to stop you and I from enjoying the blessing of being in the presence of God. And he will say to us, you, nah, you're not worth it. You think God's going to listen to you? You think God's going to hear you? You think God's going to pay attention to your prayers? You remember what you said yesterday to that person? What you did yesterday? You remember that situation? Da, 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 da. But that's what he does. He's the accuser of the brethren. We need to know that the devices of the enemy has not changed. He hasn't changed tacts. He's still using the same tact he used in the past. He will come and he will accuse. That's what he does and he does it very, very well. And so the Bible says, do not be ignorant of what? The devil's devices. Because what he will do, he will try to contain or stop or prevent you and I from accessing the presence of God. And in Psalm 51, David comes to God and he just lays it all out. And he says, you know something? 
this is where I'm at. You see, we don't have to pretend with God. God knows if you're struggling, so you might as well just acknowledge it and just walk into his presence freely, knowing that the access is there. It will not be taken away. God will never withdraw the accessibility you have into his presence because Jesus Christ made that way and he sits at the right hand of the Father. And every time the enemy says that thing and that thing and that thing, Jesus says, I am the door. Come in and sit at the Father's feet. And so we come to the end of this message and I guess the challenging thing is, well, knowing that it is needed, knowing that it is good, knowing that it will not be taken away, what is it going to require of me? To quote the prophet Nike, just do it. Anyone know the prophet Nike? Just do it. Turn to your neighbor and tell them. You never thought I'll use a Nike's logo in the preaching message, did you? But that's all it takes. All we need to is to do it. Is to come into his presence. To know that you and I, we are forgiven even before we ask for forgiveness. To know that nothing can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. The writer to the Romans says that neither height nor depth nor things present, nor things to come, nor anything in all of creation can separate you and I from the love of God which is ours through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so my challenge to you today is to get into his presence. Step back into the flow. If the pipe is broken, fix it and allow the connection to come back so that you can truly enjoy his presence and the blessing that comes with that. Let's stand to our feet. See, you're not going to find time to spend with God. You're going to have to make time to spend with God. Use every opportunity you have to come into his presence. Yes, it's important to have that daily discipline of coming to him. You know, uh, just as Jesus did early in the morning, rose and went to a separate place to pray. Absolutely vital. Shapes our day. Oftentimes when we come into his presence and just allow him to speak to us. But it's the discipline of it. In our living free course, part of what we do is that we help people to develop a devotional lifestyle. They're given a devotional at the start of the course and over the course of those 10 weeks, they're helped to develop a devotional lifestyle. And oftentimes, it just starts with taking that first simple step of coming into his presence. And so today, I want us, even as we draw this time to close and you know we begin the the baptism of the candidates here to just take a moment can i have somebody on the keyboard please
So just take a moment and just begin to draw near into his presence. Why don't you just, where you're standing now, just close your eyes and just focus on him right now. Just focus. Can I have somebody on the keys? Let's just close our eyes and just begin to focus on him right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes. Father, even right now, we just open our hearts to you. We know, Lord, that your desire is to commune with us. Your desire is to connect with us. Let's sing that song, This is the Air I Breathe. Can we, can we have that? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And let's make that a prayer right now. A prayer of our desire. Might not be where we are at, but that's where we want to get to. This is the air I breathe. 